Hello everyone and welcome back to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Season 6, Episode 10 of Better Call Saul, Nippy. Joining me for this episode is the number one Jeff fan, Johnny Cooper. Say it. We also have Imperfect Dan. After all that, a happy ending. Are we doing quotes for all of these now? And we have Hrez. Hey, I'm not doing a quote. Before we get to the Jeff rant, we need to shout out the HN Films patrons, as usual. Special thanks to the ultimate fanboy, Fartzom, and our epic fanboy, Rhombus. So, shout out to those two legends. Thank you guys for supporting the channel. Right, um, so, what are our thoughts on this incredibly controversial episode? It's not controversial, but it's good. Yes, it is. Um, I would say, I mean, I think we can all agree it was pretty out of left field. Yeah, uh, literally who saw this coming. Yeah, but uh, I guess for me personally, I would say it's a very, very awesome episode. A lot of people consider this to be the Fly episode of uh, Better Call Saul. I don't think it's comparable to Fly at all. There, there are similarities to be made, but like mm-hmm. they're not <laughs> really on the same level. The difference is that Fly is uh, better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. I mean, that's valid. valid. That's actually valid. Yeah, that's definitely that. valid. I also would be on the side that they're not really that comparable, in my opinion. Yeah. The only mm-hmm. real similarity is that, like, they're out-of-left-field episodes, but this is, like, more so out-of-left-field, I would say. This felt, to me, the most, like, a classic Better Call Saul shenanigans, even though it's in the Gene timeline. So I find that interesting to me. Yeah, and uh, something I guess we can touch back on later is, even down to the music, it's a very sort of, you know, early-season Better Call Saul-type music, the scheming-type music. Yeah, that was what yeah. I noticed straight away in the cold exactly. Open. Yeah, yeah, they're committing to the black and white bit, which I like. Which some people, some people do not like. Yeah, I saw that. I, like, I felt like if, if the episode wasn't in black and white, I definitely wouldn't have uh, liked it as much. Yeah, they even did like all the credits and shit. Should we talk about the Jeff thing now, or? Yeah, I guess no. we should start with Cooper. This is gonna take a bit, alright. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, the the reason why I kept uh, hyping up Jeff is because Don Harvey's performance really nailed it out of the park. He had like this unique face to him that fit like the creepy vibe of the Gene scenes. And the way he taunted uh, Gene, to me, screamed like like a final boss, you know, because before those scenes, Gene is all alone and vulnerable. And here comes like this mysterious, creepy guy who finds out who he is. And we're only left wondering what uh, this guy's endgame is. Um, like, is he a detective, cop, cartel, or, like, someone with a personal grudge? But nope, uh, you know, I just ended up getting blue-balled, and he's just this end-saw loner like Gene. I wonder if, you know, when they found out that they couldn't get Don Harvey back as Jeff, and with Bob Odenkirk's, like, heart attack delaying production, that they decided to, like, retcon his personality and, like, the original plan they had with his character, because... I can't imagine the old Jeff doing the stuff he does in this episode. Uh, like the new Jeff fits the way this episode was directed and made since it felt like a comedy with like no horror elements at all, like the previous Gene teasers. And uh, new Gen, uh, new Jeff looks like a kid and an adult at the same time. And he acts like a man child. So, you know, new Jeff fits the way this episode is. Another thing I want to discuss is the episode's theme. It's crazy how... Uh, Everybody was like hyping up to hyping up this episode to be like the Breaking Bad one. Uh, but when teasers were going up and teasing that this is going to be like a Gene episode instead, I was still excited nonetheless because they've shown us six to ten minutes of uh, Gene at the start of each season. 
And I was more ready, uh, more than ready to jump into that uh, world again. And the reason to this is because of how depressing uh, they made it. You know, Gene's life is like now ruined by his own actions, co-caused by his business partner, Walter White. And now he has to like face the outcome of it, you know, by living in constant fear. And they made it look like he was barely holding on to that uh, shitty new life. Uh, like in the Breaking Bad stuff, we already know what happens. Uh, we'll just get like some new context to it. But with the Gene stuff, there are actual like stakes. Um, since Jimmy survives and remains safe in the prequel and the Breaking Bad era up until this point. But then I watched this episode and the whole, you know, tone just shifted like Gene's, like Jeff's actor. It, like it is no longer depressing, you know, like uh, we were built up to believe over the course of seven years. But instead, uh, we go back to like the older days of Better Call Saul with its uh, wacky shenanigans. Uh this episode was directed in a more comedic fashion, which you can tell by the stuff the characters say, the music, and the sometimes uh, cliche moments. You know, it felt like we were visiting the older times of television, which does fit, you know, the black and white filter, along with like bringing an actress from that era. But because of this sh shift in tone, uh, we are not in new territory, even that at the same time we are. And by that, uh, like I said before, they established the black and white scenes as sort of like a horror, paranoia, and depression which was a uh, new territory for the uh, Breaking Bad universe, uh, which is why I was excited to like revisit that era again. And I knew uh, Gene wasn't going to kill Jeff, but instead, you know, use like his slip and Jimmy skills, but in a serious manner, instead of the uh, comedic take that we ended up getting. And uh, one last thing about the Jeff recast. Uh, if you watch that teaser from like a month ago with new Jeff com and like compared to the old Jeff, you can tell like the meaning behind this line sort of like change and thus, uh, you know, retconned uh, to fit new Jeff's uh, personality. Uh, I watched this with my friend and I told him about the new Jeff change and my problem with it. And, you know, in, in his opinion, he honestly didn't even care. So like for the newbies, this isn't like jarring as the more of the hardcore fans who watched the seasons when it aired. Uh, that's the end of the Cooper Jeff rant and the Gene era theme. I think I agree with most of everything you said about Jeff, actually, except the part where you say it's a problem. I think mm -hmm. it actually, like you said, like I literally agree with everything you say, that it fits the tone of the episode better. Because, you know, Don Harvey's Jeff, he's mm -hmm. threatening and he has this big towering friend next to him. Like when we meet him in season five, he's this big major threat to Jimmy's life, basically. And mm -hmm. then when you bring in Pat Healy's Jeff, uh, what's it called? he's like, you know, timid, he's a pushover. And even in the body type, he's more scrawny, I think. Yeah. And that kind of falls in theme with this episode because this is after Jimmy's tracked down Marion, his family. He's gone into his home and he's kind of not coerced him, but tempted him into a robbery that ends up with them having this sort of mutually assured destruction situation going on. Mm -hmm. So while, you know, it definitely wasn't intentional, and I don't really, did they actually confirm that they had to rewrite Jeff for that? They confirmed that they did not rewrite it. Uh, I was just going to say, yeah, while it wasn't definitely, it wasn't intentional at all, probably, because Don Harvey had scheduling issues with, you know, the HBO show, I think it's called We Own This City. I mm -hmm. still think they struck gold with Pat Healy here. I would really like to see Don Harvey's Jeff do this stuff. Though. I think it'll be even funnier. Yeah, I mean, also my thing is, I really think people overhype Jeff in the old stuff because, like, literally there's nothing about him that feels, like, super threatening. It was just the fact that he had information about Jimmy that made him a threat. Once you take that all away, yeah, he's kind of a, he's kind of a door. I can't imagine it being that much different if they had the old actor. 
Yeah, I, I agree with Dan on that. I don't think I never saw Jeff as some kind of like epic final villain who's like mysterious. I always thought he was just some like some guy who Gene would like just deal with in like one episode or so, which is kind of what happened. I mean, it's fair to think like he'd be like a finale type thing, but mm-hmm. I think if you're gonna make a series finale, it has to be something bigger than that to me. It can't just be like some person just knows who he is. Like it'd have to be something more than just that, right? I always saw him as he's just like a plot device that exists to get Gene to like get off his ass and actually do something with his life, which seems to be where they're going. Also, another interesting thing Cooper said was uh, how he had kind of expre- expected something like more depressing. My only challenge to that is like if the point is to get Gene to pull a scam just so like that threat is taken off his back, why exactly would it be a depressing episode? And you can argue they could have t- took the tone a bit more seriously. And I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't a complete goofball of an episode, but kind of was goofy. I think it's kind of fitting, right? Because this is like when he's trying to put on that con man outfit again. And I don't know. I feel like it's a bit more fitting that it does feel more like classic Better Call Saul. I guess that's why it just didn't really upset me. The whole paranoia aspect of it. I would also say that's also not that original in the Breaking Bad universe. Paranoia is a theme that's explored in like both of these shows many times, just in different ways. I would kind of be on Dan's side here. I think that, you know, even though the episode kind of retains a lot of comedy moments and a lot of moments from, you know, Slippin' Jimmy, season one, season two, it still has quite a few moments that don't retain that tone, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think the most obvious indicators of this are the Marco ring scene, uh, Jimmy putting the suit back on the rack and the, you know, breakdown that he has with the security guard. Which may or may not be real. Yeah, which may or may not be real. I also just want to highlight before we start anything that, you know, since we don't have Ray Seahorn, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, I think the cast did an amazing job this episode. You know, Carol Burnett, Pat Healy, and even the security guard played by Jim O'Hare. They all did amazing. I was fucking so distracted, though, whenever fucking Jerry from Parks and Rec was on screen. That, that's what make the the scenes with the security guard better, knowing that it that was the guy from Parks and Rec. He's such a nice guy in that show. Alright, uh, cold open, uh, introduction of Marion, who, did anyone, did anyone guess her to be Jeff's mom? <laughs> Absolutely not. Everyone was saying, uh, that it was, like, Marco's mom, which was a pretty what? good cast. What the hell? Who, I've never heard I've of literally never heard of this. Who is everyone? Some people say Walt's mom, which... Yeah, I, like, guessed it during the cold open, but I guess it hardly counts, because it was, like, pretty obvious at that point. Um, I didn't, I didn't notice this at the, on the first watch, but... Marion says something like, was it like this when I came before when uh, she's stuck in the snow? And, you know, knowing Jimmy, he's probably the one who shoveled a bit of the snow on her little route. Yeah. Oh, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. I can't be the only one who thought that uh, Marion looked like the log lady from Twin Peaks. <laughs> oh, my gosh, she does. Um, did anyone else think when when Jimmy cut, like, that wire on her thing, I thought he was, like, cutting her brake lines or some shit? <laughs> oh, my God. No, I thought he was just going to send her off to her death. I was, I was so weirded out how uh, Gene was talking a lot, like in his Saul self, considering the previous scenes felt like he was like a brand new person who's changed after leaving Albuquerque. Also, is it just me or does he not look as old as Gene in this episode? It might just be like the voice and stuff, but he feels like a, a completely different character, which is probably on purpose, but still. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could just be showing the more facial expressions and stuff because most of the Gene era yeah. stuff is just him sulking around, looking depressed as hell. Do you think Marion was just this episode as well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it looked like at the end of the teaser, uh, 
you know that maybe she found out like the stuff in the in the backyard that uh gene and jeff probably stole and that's like gene maybe um begging her not to not to tell the cops or something you know knowing knowing how incompetent jeff is probably then i don't think that would be too far off honestly one cute little thing in the intro uh when they were having this weird little cheese rant, uh, Marion is offered an example of extra sharp uh, Wisconsin cheddar. Uh, and the package that the cheese comes from is called Chanel's Farms. That's meant to be an Easter egg to Thomas Chanel's apparently. Yeah, I was I was also thinking that. And I just actually I'm, I just Googled Chanel's Farms just to see if it's real. And it's not real. It's just all it's just all links to the Better Call Saul subreddit. So, yeah, it's definitely a reference to Thomas Chanel's. Weird that I guess they couldn't get the rights to like put an actual cheese there because it's weird that they went took the time to make like proper packaging or whatever. Um, okay, can we talk about the greatest part of this episode, which is that the intro fucking changes? Oh my gosh, that gave Dude, me chills. The face I Holy. made when that happened. I was soy jacking like you've never seen. Exactly. <laughs> I was like pissing my pants and coming like simultaneously. What? Man, <laughs> I soyed so hard, bro. My jaw dropped. It's crazy. Yeah. And now it, I'm really curious as to what they're going to do for the uh, next intros. I think if it's just going to be like the blue part or if holy. it's going to be different again. I think it's just going to be cutting to the blue part earlier and earlier. I mean, I saw somebody say, uh, I don't know if it was in the server in BBU that uh, they, like uh, in the Insider podcast, supposedly they confirmed that uh, they're going to have like unique intros for the last uh, few episodes. Yeah, yeah, they did say that. Okay, but what did, what was the, what was the change you meant to represent, guys? Like, what was the, what was the... I think it was it's, to show that we're show uh, we're in the gene that, timeline. That and I think it's you know to show that we're now in unknown territory. I feel like true, true. yeah, it's just, it's just kind of That's showing. Actually, I think I think you know this combined with several other factors in the episode that we'll talk about later. I think it's just confirming that we won't see the Saul Goodman persona coming back. Yeah, I have literally no idea how they're going to work in the Saul stuff this time and have it actually be relevant to the plot. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think, like, the whole theme is kind of just, like, how Jimmy can't keep that lid close, right? But again, I mean, I feel like we should probably talk about that after the episode's over, but I feel like it was pretty clear. Like, he had a chance to do a little bit of scamming, and I feel like towards the end, he kind of just, like, wanted that again. I think the intro represents that they ran out of intros to use for the next few episodes. <laughs> if you think about it, we were all expecting it to become more black and blue, but nobody expected it to be blue to just turn. I mean, I said black and blue, black and white. We all expected mm -hmm. it to be more black and white. But the episode that throws us in a curveball, that's like when it becomes like blue. So I wonder if that was on purpose. Maybe it just represents that this episode is just going to be like a curveball by having a curveball intro. Uh, I noticed that uh, Bob Odenkirk is like the only guy to show up in the starring list, which is weird because when Michael Mando, Tony Dalton, and Patrick Fabian died, uh, their characters, their names still appeared in the next episodes. Now their actor names don't show up anymore, along with characters who aren't shown to be dead in the show. Oh, what did, what is this episode rated I'm to be right now? It was higher than I expected. It's 8. like an 8.9. 8. 9, yeah. Yeah, yeah 8.9, 8. 9, which is... People still like I, it. I I thought it would be like an 8.2, but I guess it's just like a loud minority of people who are complaining about Walt isn't in it. Yeah, I don't think people actually yeah. dislike this episode, but I've been hearing a lot of, it's not bad, but we could have gotten better, which I completely disagree with, but you know. I, know, but I, think I feel valid. like I feel like for most people, like it's not as bad because at least the Jimmy stuff did finish. Because if it didn't finish and then we cut to Gene, then I feel like there would have been way more people complaining. 
since we're just all over the place, I just want to bring up right now. I've seen people say that this should have been the first episode of the season. What would what would you guys think of it? Um, I disagree. I want to wait to see how this relates to the next few episodes, but I might disagree with that. I I would I would lean towards disagree as well. Although they did do that double episode premiere, so you still would have gotten like normal shit like mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah, such a weird way they they put this episode. Like, because uh, I feel like in the next one, we're going to jump right back, back into, like, the Breaking Bad stuff. I really don't think we're going to spend a whole episode doing that. I think the Breaking Bad stuff will be episode 12. Oh, yeah, the Vince episode? Yeah, I would I would think that the Breaking Bad stuff is probably going to be only reserved for a cold open, like how season yeah. four had that. But they kind of went out of their way to confirm that there's one Walt solo scene, there's one solo Jesse scene, and there's a scene with both of them together. And mm-hmm. I don't know if they can fit that into just a cold open. Okay, so after the intro, Jeff drives home and they threw in that shot of him like looking at the camera, I guess just so people knew it was Jeff, even though it makes no sense for him to do that. Wow, what a way to piss off us Don Harvey fans, am I right, folks? <laughs> well, they, they, they <laughs> made sure people know it was Jeff because he was already like the exact same like sweatshirt. Uh, when uh, Jeff first confronts Gene, you can already see what Cooper's talking about because like that dude, you could tell he shat his pants when he saw him. I like the look on Jeff's face when he first hears Saul's voice because you know it's like straight away that Saul's voice. And then like they go outside and Jeff's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, because of how uh, Jeff got the upper hand in the last two episodes he was in and how controlling of the situation he was. Uh, it was funny to see Gene flip the tables by visiting his mother. Jimmy's really great at reading people because he can kind of instantly know that this guy, Jeff, he wants to be part of the game. And then we learn later at the end of the episode and that Jeff was part of... I guess not the game, but he got involved with some shitty people. Yeah. Who were the shitty people, guys? Was it the neo-Nazis? <laughs> Kylo. For a second, I thought uh, that we were going to somehow connect uh, that to Jesse Pinkman. Like, you know, <laughs> he was probably friends with, like, Jesse and Skinny Pete. How old is Jeff? Probably uh, uh, 50s or 40s or 50s. Or 40s. Yeah, he looks, he looks yeah. old. He does look like a kid a little. Like, he has, like, sort of like a baby face. But also elderly face. I noticed that this takes place like in 2010, and I think it's like one year, one month after uh, Walter gets killed and Jesse escapes. It's October or November 2010. Yeah, because because uh, I read somewhere that this is only like a few weeks before the the November 12th phone call that we were teased about all the way back. Oh in shit! Yeah. Really? And also, someone I think November 12th is Saul's birthday. So yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So Gene's plan was to get Jeff and his friend into the game and have them like commit a robbery so that Gene can use it as blackmail so that they won't go to the cops and turn him in. You think that was the entire plan? I'm assuming so. Oh yeah, then Gene goes home and he like goes through a little box of his stuff. I didn't like get a good look at what was what exactly was in that box, but the point is he gets the Marco ring and he puts it back on to show that he's back in slip in slip in mode. Oh yeah, Gene having that a uh, police scanner reminds me of Mike. Like, he sort of became uh, a bit like him in some way. I don't know if I'm the only one who felt like that. Jimmy slipping on the Marco ring. I think that's, uh, like what I said earlier, that's representative of more. He put the ring on and he's slipping Jimmy now. And I think turning off the police radio scanner, I think that's also kind of a, maybe I might be reaching here, but it might be like a subtle thing that he's not Saul Goodman. He's slipping Jimmy because Saul Goodman is running away from the cops, but slipping Jimmy... I guess has mm-hmm. nothing to do with that. It might be a reach, but what you're saying is right. But j- just take out mm-hmm. the name Saul Goodman and replace it with Gene Tagovic, and your interpretation's right. I-, I do like I do like that you know, 
like him turning the radio off like right as he's about to pull off a scam like it is showing that like he is trying to get back into like being slipping jimmy okay so the next day jimmy makes some delicious cinnabons and then after everyone closes he goes off to the security place or security cameras area yeah is it ever said how many weeks or months it took for gina win the cops over I think we'd have to judge by like how many football games were they talking about, but I think it would be maybe like a week, maybe a week and a half. I don't know. They've been they talked about a lot of games, so I'd say it's like two weeks. I mean it was just until he had a consistent read on how long it takes for him to eat it. So it can't be that long. Yeah. Yeah, when Gene was looking at the security guard eating the bun, I thought he was like putting something in it to make him go yeah, to sleep, too. but he was That's what I thought. <laughs> I literally thought that too. Can we talk? Why? Why does this guy eat his cinnabon facing away from the thing? Like, can't he just sit on the other side of the table? Yeah, I was thinking that. Like, just one little mm-hmm. thing, one little change in the behavior, and the whole plan kind of goes to shit. I guess like Jimmy purposefully sits like there, so they're facing each other. So, and he wants to have that, you know, that social contact. He might just be an idiot or doesn't care. It's Jerry, so you know he's an idiot. But yeah, this like montage of him eating fucking Cinnabon was hardcore like season two flashbacks to when Jimmy was like getting all his extravagant suits out for the Davis and Main thing. Oh my gosh. I, I the way like that. it was doing those multiple shots like on the same frame kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I just had a whole smile plastered on my face during this whole montage. But yeah, after that, Jimmy's like, I mean, Gene, are we call him Gene or Jimmy or whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, Gene was like pacing around, counting how big like each segment of a mall is. And then it did like that cut to like, him them like sending it up out of that field i was like damn this shit's crazy and uh i guess two things i want to bring up real quick uh, the first one is we see it's just a cute little easter egg i guess but we see jimmy holding the kansas city royals lunchbox and you know that's kim's team or she's wearing a shirt of the royals in the season five finale oh shoot mm-hmm. nice uh, I didn't think about that and just something else I caught from the Insider podcast is that Pat Healy, you know, knew Jeff. He said that uh, when he was doing this whole thing, the the setting up the thing in the snow, he actually collapsed from all the running. Where 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 were they, where were they setting that shit up? Like, what if someone just drove past? I guess they wouldn't mm-hmm. really care. It was relatively remote. Like, dude was on a megaphone and nobody could hear him. Um, we have to. I guess we can mention that the thing that made a lot of people soy jack was, including me, when uh, Jimmy mentions Walt. He was, like, uh, giving all the credit to himself, like, intentionally, obviously, because he's trying to look appealing to these, you know, young boneheads, but still, it was fun. It was funny. I thought, I thought the point was just, like, him just saying, like, you don't, you don't know shit. Like, I've, I've seen shit that you can comprehend, but I guess that's uh, the same it's, idea. It's, it's, it's both. Yeah, it's so. both. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's ultimately still trying to seduce Jeff into the idea of doing this. Little yeah, like, need- bro, look, I'm good at making people money, so <laughs> yeah. do my video. <laughs> Uh, what's crazy is that Jeff most likely knows who Gene was referring to because Walter is known to be the U.S.'s uh, biggest drug lord kingpin. So everybody like yeah. sort of knows him, which is why uh, I think Jeff kept going with uh, Gene's plan. I need more scenes of Gene just talking about Breaking Bad moments in the dumbest, in the funniest way possible. Yeah. Do you guys think Gene was excited to do this heist with Jeff and his friend to show, you know, uh, he still has it? Maybe. It's yeah, a little ambiguous, so. right? Wasn't it kind I'm of? Sure, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure he digged it a little bit, but yeah, obviously yeah. enjoyed it. But the question is, did he like? Was he excited just to get back? It's not like whether he liked it overall, just whether he was excited to get back to it. I think yeah, that's what I, Cooper was asking. I, I would. I would. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe is it the owner of a mall that woman who 
She's probably boss. like the manager or something. Manager, some yeah, aspect, some mm-hmm. like department store. She, they like get a big old box of what was it meant to be? It was like it was like a I don't know car stuff like pipe, like pipe? spray thing. Yeah, yeah spray spraying shit or whatever. So then she calls up the delivery manager, which is of course Jean, which reminded me of in season four when they were getting Huel off, and he was calling about he was pretending to be like a pastor or some shit. So is, so this this whole episode is just like a mo- like a mixture of all the uh, ideas that uh, Saul did uh, throughout the series, right? True, true, true. Yes, true. Bravo, Vince. But yeah. that sounds like a finale thing, to be honest. Well, maybe this is the slip. This is the slip and Jimmy finale. Oh my gosh! And then episode twelve will be the Saul Goodman finale, and then episode thirteen will be the Jimmy McGill finale, and episode eleven will be fucking nothing. Let's talk about the robbery. Uh, it was pretty epic. Um, I liked that they did not use like super intense music throughout it. It would have felt out of place, kind of. Uh, I'm just gonna say something that might sound dumb, but we've gone quite a few tense scenes, you know, over the course of season five and season six, like uh, Bad Choice Road and what's it called, Plan and Execution. But uh, this whole Jeff robbery sequence genuinely had my heart pumping. I wouldn't say I had my heart pumping because I don't give a shit about Jeff, but like, yeah. I mean, I don't give a shit about Jeff either, but obviously, yeah, his fate is tied to Gene. I think well, I, I was, I was, I was like questioning Gene's like ambitions during that scene. Like, I thought maybe because they set up multiple times in this episode that there's like a cleaner guy who goes around, and he doesn't mention a cleaner guy to Jeff. So I thought that would be a thing, yeah. but then cleaner guy just wasn't there. Yeah, I thought he was gonna catch uh, Jeff robbing the items, and then exactly. Jeff will probably do something stupid and maybe. Yeah, I thought Gene was like, I thought Gene was like setting Jeff up. <laughs> Johnny, I mm-hmm. thought that too. I thought he would run into the cleaner guy and kill him or something. <laughs> yeah, because like he's in the game now. Exactly. Know, so. Yeah. yeah. He, he would like hit him over the head with a pair of Nike shoes or something. No, no. The cleaner well, guy was gonna run him over in his little go kart. I mean, the theme, like, also, like, the thing we're all talking is like we're all kind of concerned that in some way Gene would fail on the plan, which was something we don't usually feel about like Jimmy's plan. Which this is why I always said like the Gene scam does not feel like a Jimmy scam here because like. I feel like there's just a greater sense of stakes, especially since it's not a prequel. And mm. like there's a sense there's a, a greater sense of anxiety, especially since like, you know, he just doesn't want to get made. Yeah, exactly. Like there's actually a sense of stakes here. We don't know what happens to Gene. I, I was like really surprised at how many fucking items G- Jeff was going after. Like the first time he went back to a box to like dump his shit, I was like, okay, cool, we're done. But then he kept going. He's like, he was like, oh, number 18, like this and this. I was like, what? How many fucking Was he being greedy? Back? Yeah, like how do you- No, it was all part of it. Guys, is it realistic that this is under three minutes? Why didn't Jimmy just bring two cinnamon rolls? One of those things is already giant. I, I think even like fucking Jerry would be like, okay, I think I've had enough, bro. When Jeff wasn't waking up, I thought he might have actually died from this slip. Yeah, I, and thought that's that how, bro, uh, I thought bro was dead. Yeah, I thought that's how Gene was going to end up in jail. Yeah, and I thought Gene might go for like, a, oh, what's that on the camera? And like, make it known. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. He, like, he was really, he really went all out and trying to yeah. make sure he didn't look at it. That was such a yeah. goofy ass cartoon fall from Jeff, though. <laughs> I yeah. love it. No, it reminded me of um, when Jimmy like fell from the instruments season four. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looked just like that. Yeah, but yeah. he wasn't he wasn't trained in the slip and fall. And I guess we should touch on the the breakdown. Yeah, that we're gonna have to talk about whether we think it's genuine or not. That, it is. Okay, okay, you see it Atrius gets it. Nah. It is. So in the be- in the very beginning, like it legitimately felt like he was gonna break down. But then you could tell it was a part of a scam. Well, it was both. Like what he was saying was truthful, I think, but it was obviously for an ulterior motive. 
Yeah, and I think the biggest uh, thing you can compare this to is uh, Winner, which is the whole testimony where he brings out personal experiences with Chuck and stuff. And then he comes out and he's like, poof, uh, I don't care. I won. Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's not one to one similar, but there are definitely the similarities there. Yeah. And he also did it with uh, Howard's wife as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a fail. The reason why I, I do agree that there are similarities is just to me, like, I have even more questions about, like, how legitimate was this, considering this was literally after everything happened. So I'm starting to wonder if in the series finale, we'll get another like big moment where he confesses to something, but maybe they make it sound like a lie, but it was genuine the whole time. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's definitely on the cards. Like a Walt Felina thing or like what Chuck said to him too. Like you're like how he's too afraid to just admit what he, what he is. Uh, One thing I will say during that whole little breakdown was uh, I kind of laughed a little when towards the end of it, when, Jeff is getting back up and he Jimmy just does the uh, he just does that while shifting his head trying to watch the cameras behind Jim O'Hare. How did he not even notice, bro? Yeah, yeah he was making insane. it so obvious that he was like looking Yo, at the cameras. But I feel like at the same time, there's a good explanation for it because like literally he's watching him cry. So I guess he's just not even going to question it. I feel like the reason why like knowing what's going to happen next to Gene is just far more unpredictable. It's mm-hmm. like because I feel like with Walt, like in the last two episodes, like, you know, like probably he's going to eventually come back to Albuquerque to tie up loose ends because like there was stuff there to f- finish off. But like with Gene, like what is even the end game? Besides, like he just can't hide his identity anymore. But like that's all that's all we know. Get a face for music in some way. Yeah, no one can really predict what's going to happen. Yeah, because like they didn't even tease like uh, the police uh like finding out maybe you know he's uh, Saul Goodman or anything like it it ends like without a cliffhanger. Yeah, I really thought there was gonna be some last minute like oh shit moment or something before the episode. Mm-hmm. That might just be like me like being an MCU soy jack or whatever. But I don't know. I thought they were gonna throw in something at the end to make people like oh my god I need to see the next episode. But no, they kept it low key, which is fine. But it just makes me wonder what the hell next episode's gonna be. If it's just gonna be more Gene stuff, or if they're gonna jump back to Breaking Bad for some fucking reason, or Jeff like. I guess he was hiding in the toilet all night, and then he gets out and just, like, leaves. And then Jeff and his buddy and Gene, they, uh, Gene gets all angry at him. He goes, like, I am a danger mode. Something I, uh, something I thought was, uh, do you guys still think Jimmy's gonna turn himself in? Because I feel like he would've by now, but the way he kind of threatened Jeff and his, you know, big dumb friend, I feel mm-hmm. like he's not really intent on it anytime soon. I guess maybe we could still see it in the finale, but... I don't, uh, I, 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 I do not know. I think a, an ending where he turns himself in, I don't know how Kim can fit into that beyond her being like his attorney last minute or some shit. I know they have to put in Kim somewhere. So maybe not, it might just be he, he goes on a hunt for Kim. See, that's, my thing is like, what if he's like so desperate to pull a scam that literally the last scam is like a him trying to get himself arrested on purpose, like in the finale, like that would be his last scam. That would be interesting, you know, him trying to, leave behind evidence for cops to find that link him to a lot of different things yeah like a way that can exonerate howard or chuck what if he did that like exonerate actually there's nothing to exonerate with chuck chuck's just a fucking idiot who burned himself <laughs> but him like somehow like admitting that he was the one who fucked around with howard and like not leaving kim out of it maybe so that she gets to live off like live a free life but he goes to jail maybe Especially since Jimmy's like known for lying, it would be it would make sense if he lied, but in a way that 
has him tell the truth. Uh, back to the the Jeff scene. Uh, even thought Jeff was like a prick in the previous episodes. It was a little sad when Marion said Gene was like a good influence to Jeff because of his past in Albuquerque. Even thought we know Jeff is actually just corrupting him. Gene to to Jeff, like he's corrupting him. Yeah, there's some uh, pretty big irony there. Yeah, uh, and obviously when you're talking about the obvious role reversal, like where in season five Jeff like was getting Jimmy to say something like say it, say it, I'm better call Saul, and then in this episode. Gene's getting him to say we're done, which leads me to believe that we are just done with Jeff after this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny Cooper and Suicide Watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's important to note that like uh, we get see Gene in in the Cinnabon, but like instead, like he's actually working with enthusiasm, which we mm-hmm. haven't seen before. So that that was pretty cool. Yeah, he didn't even realize that he was on his lunch break, and he does that a uh, little hand movement that he does in the pilot. Yes. Johnny Johnny Cooper. It was funny that like he said like how he felt just like Saul Goodman like and he didn't really feel like Gene. The thing was like it's interesting to note that like once he was trying to like look at some flamboyant outfit and stuff. That's like when you see the pain look on his face because it's like dang I I can't go back to that. And like him doing that scam, it makes him like pine for that nostalgia of being Saul Goodman. So we see him like put the clothing back. And walk away and then we kind of see that gene that we're familiar with but yeah they've set up now that he wants to put on that soul outfit again so it's definitely going to come back the shirt that gene grabbed remind reminded me of the the drip that lalo wears yeah like, exactly it really? wasn't, yeah it wasn't really a soul shirt soul usually just wears like solid colors yeah i mean it's it's meant to be like a crazy looking suit and tie because like soul doesn't really like fit the norm but I'll, t- I'll tell you why that to put a crazy pattern on it because it's black and white so you wouldn't be able to tell if it was like a crazy color and also, I think the end kind of, like, answered a question I had. Like, if this was about him pulling a scam, then why is it still black and white? And then it made sense in the end because it was literally just a one-off scam. And he's still, like, back to just in hiding. So it makes sense that it's still in black and white because, yeah. Uh, I remember talking to Dan and Cine after we recorded uh, Is It Peak 3? How I hope uh, Gene doesn't get a happy ending with Kim or go to jail, for say. But instead, he pulls off like one last scam and becomes Saul Goodman like one last time to relive, uh, relive the glory days. But knows, you know, he can't truly uh, go back during those times because, you know, life just isn't like that. You know, we all wish we can uh, go back when life was at its peak, you know, but, you know, we can't. Um, same goes with Gene. You know, he knows he's still got it. Uh, he still has that uh, Saul slipping Jimmy in him. But at the end of the episode, uh, it looks like he knows he can go back to that life and uh, puts back his Saul persona before walking away. Like it was, you know, time to move on, you know, going back home and probably like rewatching the tapes of his glory days over and over again. You know, basically like ending it the same way it started, you know, in the pilot. Uh, but, you know, now he finally understands, he, you know, he can go back. You think he's going to grow? I think he grows just uh, based off how he puts that, you know, that very bright, you know, the shirt and tie back on, back on the rack. Yeah, but, like, obviously, it's just him pining for the old days. Yeah, but I, I also think that's him showing restraint and, like, putting that... Yeah, but it's not going to last forever. That's kind of the theme, I right? mean, like, I don't think Saul Goodman comes back. You legitimately do not think that Gene Takovic will, at any point, go back to being Saul Goodman. You really think that? Yeah, I do. I mean, just because I don't think it's a very... I don't know. I just don't think that he just easily goes back to being that because it's not necessarily a Walt Heisenberg type thing. I think there's a very stark line between who Jimmy is and who Saul Goodman is because he kind of dives full deep into that 
after Kim leaves. And I think they're obviously teasing that he's going to try to find Kim again. And Kim doesn't want to meet Saul Goodman again. She wants to meet Jimmy. So you think she's going to be the reason maybe like why he kind of lets go of that? I mean, I think so. I think that last scene was him showing restraint and putting that sort of a whole persona to death, I guess. I guess we read, we, I guess we both, we all just read it differently. Damn. I think I'm just the only one. I'm the only one who read it differently. I I was expecting like a red coat to like be there, like in the, the poster. Like, you know how he's putting on like a red coat? We know it's red though. No, like it would be like in color, like in one division. Oh, yeah. Yo, this episode was just like one division. It's black and white. Yeah. One division, the, the innovation of TV. Like him putting on uh, the suit um, back is just him, you know, knowing that he just can't relive the, the glory days. That's why he just, uh, n- not because like he's wanted, but just because, uh, you know, he's grown out of the character. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like he's literally going to fucking put the suit back on and go turn himself in because he doesn't mm-hmm. need the suit for that. I think he has some kind of plan and involves wearing the outfit. That, that's all I think. Okay. Um, what is happening next episode? There's the teaser quote, right? Yeah, and it's like a shot of like the car like at a crossroads or whatever, and it's him like mm-hmm. it sounds like he's trying to commit someone of something. The quote I can't remember exactly what it is, but it might be like Marion like finding out uh the stuff that Jean and Jeff stole, and you know he's trying to convince her not to turn you know him in or you yeah know, maybe maybe yeah. uh I don't think Marion or Jeff come back at all, but I also have absolutely zero predictions or indications where the next episode goes after this one. I say we're still, we're, I think we're still getting more Gene next episode, but I hope not so, the entire yeah. episode. Yeah, I really want more Gene. It'll be, most of the episode will be Gene, but there'll be some kind of hint at the Breaking Bad shit for episode 12. I think it might, it's either that or it'll intercut between them, either next episode or the one after, or both. Because the Breaking Bad stuff, obviously they're going to do it, but I'm, I have no idea how they're going to like fit it into the narrative other than beyond just fan service. I, I think also um, they, they could do a thing and this is kind of unprecedented, unprecedented, where um, the B plot is Saul Goodman stuff, and then the A plot is Jimmy stuff. Can we talk about how we still don't fucking know what next episode's called? Shit. Let's, uh, let's tag uh, Tom Schraus, or whatever his name is. Amish and Amish and yeah. This episode really just fucking threw off every single thing I was possibly thinking. Yeah, I actually like that. I'm definitely not saying that while Jesse are in next episode because I was fucking wrong. We were all wrong except for Chespin. I mean, Rez. I think mm-hmm. there's a decent chance they are in next episode, though. There is a decent chance, but yeah. I'm, I'm not saying anything. I think episode 12 is more likely, honestly. Here's the thing, right? We know there's going to be one Walt scene, one Jesse scene, one with them both. What Unless we don't know lying. is, will this all happen in like one episode or will this happen sporadically between different episodes? I think it'll be one episode. Yeah, I think it'll be one episode. Um, what if, okay, so picture this. One of the episodes, either episode 11 or 12, it's mostly Gene era, but there's flashbacks, I guess you could say, to new Walton Jesse footage that is somehow relevant. Like th- those conversations, whatever those would be, would somehow be relevant to what's happening in the Gene era. That's why I thought Marion uh, was going to be Walter's mom, because uh, I thought, you know, uh, everybody thought that Walter and Jesse were going to show up in this episode. So I thought that's how they were going to connect uh, Walter to Marion in the Gene plot. Everyone's wondering about Walt and Jesse, but I'm just trying to think, what episode are they going to tackle the whole November 12th phone call thing with Francesca? I think it, I think it'll be next episode. Yeah, it might be because uh, I don't know. It might be like I don't know. It might be a stretch, but you know the whole crossroads thing. It could just be Jimmy driving to some obscure little remote phone booth to pick up that yeah, call. Yeah. Uh, that's what came to my mind. 
just before, yeah. Do you think when they wrote that phone call scene, they knew what they were going to do with it? I have no idea, because they mentioned, they keep mentioning a he, so... Yeah, they like to just make shit up as they go along, so... And I thought that he was going to be 100% Howard until he got fucking, you know, killed. Yeah, that's probably just Rich. What, does Rich have any fondness for Jimmy? He has more fondness for him than Cliff Main, I would say. Because those are the two candidates that I would say. Chug flashback, yes or no? Uh, I, I mean, I still want it, obviously, but I've... My doubts are increasing with every episode. I know. It, if it does happen, it's it's it's, Last episode, episode. it's episode thirteen. Yeah, I think the Breaking Bad stuff's going to be incredibly blue balled for blue ballish for a lot of people. Not necessarily yeah. bad net, per se, mm-hmm. but I think people are getting a lot less than I expected. Unless like episode eleven and twelve are all Breaking Bad, and then we get back to Gene just for episode thirteen. But what do I fucking know? When do you guys think the Gene stuff is going to go into color? The Gene stuff will go into color when like. Yeah, if he ever, like, dons, like, the Saul Goodman stuff, I think that's when it'll f- actually go to color. Yeah, either, mm-hmm. uh, there's three options, there's either when he puts a suit on, or when mm-hmm. he meets Kim, and, or it'll be, like, the very last shot. I would actually be so surprised if they changed it to color when he, meet, when he meets Kim. That would be so awesome. It'll be so cheesy, I love it. Uh, this is also how whatever many episode now to have different credits music. Yep. It's just kind of, like, dramatic. I don't think we're ever gonna see. I don't think we're. I think. I don't think we're hearing the normal credits music again, unless they bring it back for the last episode. I think for the credits for the last episode will just be like the title theme, the music for Breaking Bad. They did that. Is there anything more to say? Oh, final ratings. Um, Prez, uh, out of ten or whatever. Uh, ten out of ten. But uh, I think on first watch, I might have rated it a bit too high. I actually, if some people remember, I put this as the best episode of Six B so far, but. I would say it's the I would say it's the second best episode. I think six oh nine is better, but yeah. still a ten out of ten masterpiece. Gonna go down as one of the most underrated episodes of the show. I think this one will definitely grow on people. Like once the whole show is done, kind of like Fly, I guess. Uh, Dan, um, probably my favorite of six B. Maybe it was just the most fun. I liked it. Okay, uh, Cooper. Uh, look, I'm gonna be nice, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a eight out of ten, just because, like you know, as I said, um, this isn't how I envisioned uh, the genera to go to go at that, and like Jeff as well. Sort of for me, it was a little distracting, um, so that's why I'm gonna give it a an eight out of ten. Yeah, um, this might make some people mad, but I'm, I'm like between an eight or an eight and a nine. I don't know if I'd say it's eight or nine. Like, there's a lot of things I like and love about it, but also it's just like some things are just like off or like feel weird or. And also, Walt wasn't in it, lol. <laughs> so that's all we have to say about Season 6, Episode 10 of Better Call Saul, Nippy. We'll be back next week to discuss Episode 11, which we still do not know the title of. Thanks for watching slash listening.